and hello everyone welcome to another episode i'm doing a live instagram that i'm reposting for you guys because uh, i think this is going to be a good one it's about my cancer diagnosis day and just like how far i've come and how i've really created some beauty from this experience and i don't identify with the experience but i've taken this experience and i've been able to curate a business and a lifestyle that is beautifully holistically loving and full of light so i'm excited to share that with you uh but first motley fool <laughs> why settle for seven percent returns in your portfolio with market turbulence and passive investing strategies struggling picking the right stocks for your portfolio has never been more important which is why motley fool advisor issues two stock picks every month Historically, their average stock recommendation has returned 400% as of April 10th, 2023. And their long-term buy and hold approach is so easy, virtually anyone can do it. And listeners of The Weekly Scoop can now access Motley Fool Stock Advisor for just $89 for their first year, a full $110 off the list price. So what are you waiting for? Uh, you can visit zen.ai slash scoopfool, um, or you can go to fool.com slash scoop and uh, put in the code scoop and start your investing journey today. All right, guys, let's get after it. And hello, hello, everyone. I am recording this on my podcast as well. So I'm going to share this right after we're done. But thank you for joining everyone. I am super stoked to be here on another Friday. Always got the mug. Um, a lot of gratitude waking up this morning. Um, and I say that because today's kind of um, a special day uh, in my life and and I mean in special in a way of uh, I don't identify with it but I do feel a sense of gratitude today waking up because 19 years ago I was diagnosed with acute lymphocytic leukemia which is um, a blood cancer that fights your white blood cells it was a pre-b white blood cell disease that made me very sick and uh, what up, Shep? And when I was diagnosed with leukemia at the age of seven, I had a different I had a different outlook, I think, than most people would probably take the news with. <clears throat> and I say that in a sense of when you're seven years old and you don't have a lot of knowledge about the human body at a complex level that you do as an adult, just through you know learning, whether it's like schooling or through um, holistic medicine and like all those different types of things, you, you just kind of take whatever's kind of given to you. And that's what you kind of had to do at the age of seven. So that's what, that's what I did when I learned about leukemia and what leukemia was. So when I was in that doctor's office and they kind of broke the news to me in the hospital, I, you know, didn't really know how to respond. All I really thought about was, you know, what do I need to do to, kind of beat this. And that was kind of all that was said. And, you know, I was really just kind of trust, trust the system at that time, you know, cause I didn't know 
what I know now about the medical system uh, in terms of Western medicine. I won't go too deep into that so I don't get shadow banned by Instagram and the lizard man. But uh, that being said, when I woke up this morning, you know, this is the first time I've ever looked at 630. And uh, when I mean 630, this is what I, June 30th. This was a different outlook this year than I've ever looked back um, in previous years. And that's because I stopped identifying with the cancer like embodiment, but I started reflecting on the experience of being able to take this adversity and then also heal others with it. So with that being said, I'm in my healing era, as I like to call it. And I know that's kind of like a corny little Instagram posting caption that people are using now where they're like, I'm in my healing era. I'm in my healing era, but like I'm I'm in my healing others era. So like I'm in this era right now where I am trying to heal others at a very high level uh, to bring the best versions of themselves out and then bring the best creativity out of themselves. That's what I mean by I'm in my healing era. And I hope that you guys can um, understand that from a concept of going through the things I've gone through in my life, but not identifying with it on a negative level, identifying it on a positive level and with gratitude to enhance the world's vibration. That's that's what I'm here to do. And um, leukemia was a part of that experience. And leukemia taught me a lot about... Um, the power of, of art and then the, the power of using your, your brain to create not just the reality that you want, but uh, create your thoughts on the paper and then also sharing those thoughts with others. Um, that's, that's what that isolation period and being sick really taught me. So that's what I try to share with others through the Conscious Creators Kingdom specifically, because the whole purpose of my dharma and the whole purpose of my mission is to heal a lot of creators on a soul level and then on an emotional and, and, and mental level as well. Um, not necessarily a physical level, just because I'm not like a fitness expert. I, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not like any of those things. So the physical component, that's, that's something like you would have to do on your own. But with me, what I'm trying to do is what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to heal someone on a spiritual level and a, an emotional level so they can bring out their beautiful rainbow. And that's why I use the rainbow emoji in a lot of my posts. I want to bring out the colors of the rainbow that is within you onto a canvas, onto a music track, onto some sort of um, maybe like it's a digital app that you're trying to create, um, a book, a podcast, um, a YouTube channel, a Twitch channel. That's what, that's what, that's what I'm here to do. Like, that's what I'm here to create for others is create the vibe, which vibe curator is what I've always told myself, creating the vibe, curating the vibe to bring out the best version of yourself. And the thing is healing myself on a mental, physical, emotional, spiritual level has been able, I've been able to create 
the books that I've created, I've been able to create the art that I've uh, created, the businesses, and somewhat the success that I deem responsible for uh, through these past experiences and healing through these experiences. So how does that look? Well, on a spiritual level, it's through different modalities of tapping into your present moment, your past trauma and healing that past trauma, and then also working to create a future that you imagine in your mindset. Because when you want to manifest things into your current reality, you like to, you like to visualize it and you like to dream it up. And that's what you do when you do these types of like meditations and visualizations. That's what it's all for. So some people find it a little eerie. Um, <laughs> what up, Shep? First live video I've ever watched. What up? Glad you're here with us. God is fine. Thank you, Shep. You know, I know. And it's the same for you. I really appreciate you and I appreciate all that you do uh, for the world of not even just crypto, but just like the world of fitness, uh, the world of kindness, the world of love. I see that in you. I feel that in you when, you know, I remember when we talked on the phone last, um, I was in Florida and uh, I was talking on the phone with you late at night and man, I felt uh, God's presence with you. So thank you, Shep, for sharing the, sharing your gifts with the world. And I see you as the realigned coach. I see you with the psychedelic therapy. I love that personally. Um, psychedelics have been a big part of my journey. Uh, and, and honestly, I wouldn't change that for the world. I really am excited to see what psychedelics come to like in the future. Um, and I saw that you just posted on your story that Elon Musk uh, admits to using ketamine for, you know, healing um, his, his, his mental game and like kind of helping with his depression, like those things. Um, ketamine is a, is a big one. Um, oh no, your video keeps freezing. Hopefully it's not on my end. Um, but so <clears throat> anywho, Elon heals himself with ketamine. I actually, when I got put under for chemotherapy, ketamine was a big, um, enhancement for that. So whenever they would knock me out, they'd give me three syringes worth of different types of drugs, which if you know me as a person, which most of you on here know me, uh, I'm not big into Western medicine. Like I'm not even big into taking ibuprofen when I have to. Um, I'm all about the holistic sense. But when I was sick, they put me under because when they gave me chemotherapy, they had to really knock me out because there was my first ever, I think it was bone marrow biopsy. They didn't knock me out hard enough. So I literally had um, a waking trauma that uh, I've ended up healing on my own. Uh, and, and I'm really grateful for having the doctors that I had and, and the anesthesiologist that I had to, to, to knock me out with it. So they started using ketamine to knock me out. And I tell you, the experiences I had on ketamine when I was seven years old were so profound. And that's why when I look back on it now, the dreams that I had, it's why I believe like, you know, we're in a matrix, we're in a simulation, like we're in some sort of construct of the mind where, um, you know, like Kanye West talked about in an interview once, like, 
a coffee table is not really a coffee table. It's just like what we were programmed and what we were taught at a young age, like to identify this as, you know, that specific item. So ketamine really opened my mind at, at such a young age. And that's why after that, I really questioned a lot of my reality, whether it was like the school system, whether it was kind of like the rules of, um, just like the different rules of life, because that's, I just don't see in black and white. I don't see in boxes. I don't see in constructs. I think your mind can achieve any sort of expansion that you believe in. And that's why I really appreciate the psychedelic therapy that I've gone through, uh, because like it's expanded my consciousness to a level now where I think the boundaries of creativity are limitless. And that's what I try to teach people in the uh, conscious creators collective it's it's that boundaries don't exist it's just all in your head and when you think outside of those boundaries that's where the beauty um that's where the beauty comes comes out um and and i think music is one of my favorite examples to use for creativity because when you look at um i like to use hip-hop as an example just because a lot of hip hop artists um, in the late 2000s, probably early 2010s. So, you know, you think about Kanye West, you think about uh, Kendrick Lamar and, and those types of creators, they defied the limits of how to make beats. They defied the limits of like how to make lyrics. They defied the limits of how to like storytell in music. They, they went, they went outside of the boundaries, which the boundaries were, you know, very simplistic where in the past, like hip hop game, people were just like, you know, recreate a beat and then just like talk about, you know, getting, you know, getting money, you know, fucking, fucking women, like, you know, all that stupid shit and uh, all the superficial stuff. Um, work when Kendrick started coming about, Kendrick really talked about a lot of deeper topics about his kind of depression, his upbringing, his like certain different types of traumas, but like how he got through it and how. He sees life in, in a different aspect. Um, and, and then also with Kanye West doing kind of the same thing. But like he also is a producer. So like the way he created beats was more than just taking a snippet of a different song and then just like kind of like making a few different manipulations of it. He would he does a lot of crazy stuff with how he produces his beats. So that's why like when early Kanye West, so like graduation and, and um, college dropout when he was coming around with those albums, he redefined what hip hop beat producing was. And that's how he got to the level of fame that he did. So what I'm saying and what I mean by all this, there are no limits to your creativity. There are no limits to who you are as a person. There are no limits to what your success is. It's all in your mindset. And when I when, when I say that is you, you want to go as far as you want to go and you want to test the limits of what you can do. You know, it goes beyond just your physical body. It goes beyond just um, your job. It goes beyond just uh, your investment journey. It goes beyond um, how you act with your friends and your family and all these things. It's really just putting yourself in a mental test chamber for each and every day forever and always asking, why is this the way it is? Why, um, 
why is, you know, why is the matrix the way it is, you know, and when you ask deeper questions and you get curious, you'll find more answers around you and then you'll find more answers within yourself. So that's, um, <laughs> that's an actual, that was the actualizations. I literally came from the ketamine treatment that I was getting and it wasn't treatment. I guess I was just getting knocked out with ketamine, but that's what ketamine brought to me at, at the age of seven. Those were downloads that I still remember actually very vividly in my head, you know, for two decades of my life, I still remember, you know, these, these dreams that I had because they were so profound. I just didn't understand it at such a young age, the age of seven. Um, but now I do because God has granted me expanded consciousness. So that's, yeah, that's, that's my ketamine experience. And that's why I really like to have to cut that one out. Got excited. I hit over my mic. Um, so the ketamine experience really brought just so much download to my life. And it also brought, um, yeah, it just brought me a sense of gratitude. So that being said, um, so that's, that's another gratitude point I had from this, you know, experience of this diagnosis of leukemia. And then I guess to, to add one more component to it, another gratitude point was uh, really valuing rest. And it's funny because I am a huge proponent of just like go, 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 always be working, always grinding, like always working on something, always being productive, always providing value, right? that was where I put my value as a young adult into. Like I always felt like I had to provide for someone or I had to provide for something. That's why I, my relationships weren't always the healthiest with, with women specifically, because I always was people pleasing. I always felt like I had to provide for that person um, to be happy. And then it, I realized it was a, it was uh, an empty life. So yeah, I'm, um, I'm grateful that I actualized through the cancer experience and the leukemia experience that taking a rest is actually important. And I say that because when I had cancer, I had to value rest. I had to take, I took a lot of naps, which is actually kind of funny because now it's like, you know, I, I try to get my eight hours of sleep. Does it happen that way? No, no. But, uh, I definitely don't take naps now. Um, but yeah, it's really funny, guys. Like I, uh, I used to nap all the time because I had to, because I had to rest up. So the the value of rest to me is so crucial, and that's why I do work really hard on my different avenues of business. But I don't exhaust myself to burnout, and that's why I've been able to work on so many different things. Because guess what? I don't try to. Um, I wouldn't say reinvent the wheel. I'm not trying to put a hundred percent energy into everything. Like I definitely diversify my time and I diversify my energy into my different projects. Um, so I can fully be immersed in it and be fully present in it. So, you know, with the, with the conscious creators kingdom, you know, I dedicate time every week to send out posts, to do these meditations, to do these courses, to do these things. 
but I also spend time on my book public my book publication, which is literally two months away from being launched. Um, like I spend time doing that once a week because I enjoy the writing aspect of it. I spend uh, a little bit of time working on you know my digital art with the NFT project that I have. Like I spend time on everything each week because guess what? When I diversify my time and my energy, I never feel burnt out because I always feel like I get to do something different every single day. And that's what I love the most because I'm not a huge routine guy. And that's one thing I think you'll understand with me. I love to flow with life. That's, I think, where my feminine energy comes out the best. I tap into my feminine energy with my schedule. Like I let my schedule flow, uh, which is a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I, I really enjoy my moments of masculinity, which is usually like working out, um, usually like working on these businesses, working on investing and like having these plans and strategies for, you know, long-term success, right? That's, I think, where I tap into my masculinity, but where I tap into my feminine energy is, is how I flow with my schedule and my routine. And, and, and that feels good, to be honest with you. Um, and that's something that I've really had to learn over the years is how to balance my masculine and feminine, which I've really done, um, I think, to a T. Uh, and I had moments of hyper-masculinity and I've had moments of hyper-femininity. And not that there's anything wrong with those things, but when I... When I ta- when I was too hyper masculine, I was I was kind of hard to be around because I was so ingrained in in control. Like a masculine wound is the need to control everything. So when I was hyper masculine, I was actually trying to control everything in my life. And and I know people didn't really want to be around me because they felt like I had so much emphasis on like trying to control every aspect of my life. And I know that kind of comes off. Um, comes off a little OCD or just comes off a little much. So um, that's when I had to take a step back from, you know, actually being super masculine. And then that's when I dropped into the hyper feminine state, which I was just like kind of flowy and I just never had structure. And and I just kind of like said, fuck it with a lot of different things. Um, But that wasn't healthy either because I was not fully aligned. So then I was attracting not so great opportunities. And then I was bogging down my time with stuff that wasn't even productive in my life. And it wasn't fully aligned with my vision with, uh, with God, with God's purpose. So that being said, I realized I'm hyper feminine. Let's bring it back in the middle. So bringing it back in the middle I've been able to tap into the beautiful moments of my feminine energy and my masculine energy. And I use my masculine energy to give me a compass, to give me a guide, and to give me a a direction and a path that I can follow um, that makes sense, that's organized. But then I tap into the feminine energy with my schedule and I let things flow and I let thoughts flow into me. I let feelings flow into me. And when I do that, that's when I actually come up with my best writing, my best words and my best actions. Um, Like the thing about me that (laughs) I think people already understand, but if you don't, this is a 
little tidbit about me for a quick minute is, you know, I like to use my words as, as powerful um, affirmations, not for me, but for others. So um, the thing I like to do with, I guess, dating or being with someone, uh, being with a partner, is I like to let them know how I feel about them. But I also like to let them know how beautiful they are as a person inside and out. And um, to me, words are spells. Uh, not that I'm like a witch or anything, or um, not that I, nothing against witches at all. Um, not that I'm into witchcraft though, or any of that stuff. Like I just firmly believe like what you say will manifest into your environment around you. Uh, so when I talk to people, I let people know what I'm doing and how I feel about them too. Like that's, that's me being authentic with my thoughts and manifesting them into reality. So I think the feminine energy really flows with my thoughts and my words. Like I, I feel like that's where it comes out the most. Um, and I've been able to tap into the energetics of the feminine and masculine, uh, on a deep level through also psychedelic therapy with, uh, mushrooms, uh, specifically because I had a vision when I was meditating on mushrooms, I had a vision of my masculine energy and I had a name associated with my masculine, my ego. And then I had uh, a name associated with my feminine energy and, and saw my feminine energy and, and, and felt her specifically within me. So, and then I had my inner child. So that was like a, a koopy, you know, as I've talked about my post, koopy is my inner child and that is the child of my masculine and feminine energies. So that being said, um, having, having that experience has really taught me the importance of how to balance masculine and feminine energy. So as a man, it's, um, it's interesting how, uh, how it all comes together. Uh, but I really enjoy those moments of being masculine. I enjoy those moments of being feminine. And then I enjoy my inner child, like being, being my inner child is something I really enjoy. And, and I do that through different modalities, whether it's like getting ice cream or um, like writing or like doodling. Doodling is like a thing that I did as a kid that I really loved. I made comic book characters and like comic book stories as a kid too. So tapping into that um, also helps me tap into my inner child. So it's, um, yeah, it's very important to me. And that's why I've taken it into my life to really prioritize time for all three of those different energies um, because they are three separate energies and uh, that's 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 more just my opinion um, but yeah so well if anyone has any questions I know I just kind of rambled but that's why I wanted to hop on live and and, and just talk about the gratitude of today the gratitude of a moment that I used to identify with as a moment of suffering, but now I, I don't have an identification with it. I'm just grateful for uh, the experience, no matter what. And uh, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just an experience, but I'm grateful for it. There's a lot of learning that came with it. And I'm grateful that God gave me the strength to do what I can do from all these experiences in life and then also to heal others on a very deep level because that's what I'm here to do 
I'm in my healer area, um, era. I'm, I'm in my era of healing others. So all you artists, all you entrepreneurs, I want, I want to work with you in some capacity at some point in time. So, um, if you ever need anything, just hit my DM, uh, conscious creators kingdom is still, it's an open group. It's an open enrollment. So we'd love to have you. I'm going to do a one-on-one, uh, coaching, um, environment soon. I'm going to open that up. Uh, I won't have a lot of people. I'll probably take maybe three people max. Um, but we'll work on basically with this offering, we're going to work on a chakra every single, well, it'll be basically working on the seven chakras each month. Uh, and with this one-on-one program I'm creating, we would work on one chakra each month. So we'd work on like the bottom three. So we'd work on your root, your sacral and your solar plexus first. And we would do that for three months. And then we would actually associate each chakra with a business aspect. So like that root chakra is going to be your foundation for your business. The sacral is going to be like your creativity and bringing your thoughts out and bringing your, your life force out. And then the solar plexus is how do we balance that and how do we put that into um, a business concept. Um, and then if you choose to move forward with me, we'll, we'll move up into the heart chakra and we'll take a month to tap into that. Then we'll go into the throat and then we'll combine the third eye and crown, uh, for the last month together, which will be a six month thing. Um, because I don't want to waste your time. I want to use your time as valuable as possible. So, you know, with this one-on-one coaching program, it will be six months and you should be ready to go with, you know, your business actually taking off and, you know, having, you know, at least some sort of client base, you know, no matter how small or how big, at least something to get you going to have you, oh, I, I built this in six months. I actually can do this. And uh, that's that's the whole purpose of it. So um, I'm excited to reveal that when I'm ready. And I'm excited to reveal the book uh in in a couple months as well so really keep your eyes peeled on that i'm still editing it but i guess all in all with this whole live session guys is i just want to let you know no matter what you've ever gone through in life or what you're going through in this current moment um it's not good or it's not bad it just is and that's what i've learned in uh eckhart tolle's books uh the power of now and uh a new earth like I firmly believe our experiences are here to teach us new things and they're here to teach us how to help others. You know, whether you're a healer, whether you're a campaigner, whether you are a philosopher, whether you're a teacher, like we're all meant to do something and your experiences help you, will help you tap into that. And once you go, go in deep within yourself and you find those experiences and you, don't run away from those experiences. The beauty comes out. I promise you that. And I'm excited to witness the beauty that each and every one of you have within yourself, each color of your own rainbow. That's what I'm really excited to tap into the most with you guys. So um, that's all I really have. If anyone has any questions, I think Shep's off. But I see you, Dave. I see you. I see you, Dave. I see you, my man. I see you joined. Thank you for joining, sir.
much love to you. You're a, you're a wonderful CCK member. I appreciate all that you do for the group, and I appreciate um, being able to uh, do the meditations with you specifically because those have been a lot of fun. Um, just know that I love you, Dave. You're the, you're the man. Um, but if no one has any questions, I will uh, move onward. It looks like I got paused again. You know, I've been trying to do the whole Wi-Fi thing on my phone while doing these, and that doesn't work. Now I'm doing my service, and it looks like that's sometimes tough. But, um, yeah. Anywho. Anyway, guys, I'm going to let you get back to it. I really enjoyed this 30-minute conversation with you guys and, and just kind of tapping into the essence of uh, why we why we're here on the human experience because we're we're all just a bunch of souls in some human bodies going through the human experience which is uh, being on earth so uh, it's it's a pleasure to do this all with you guys so never stop creating love hard be limitless and that being said have a great weekend talk to you soon